Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. Today we're going to talk about minimizing excuses. And with this topic, there's two sides to it. Number one, and the most important part, is to look in the mirror first. There's a, a tendency for everyone to talk about everybody else, but the reality is people need to spend more time looking at themselves, um, not in a narcissistic way, like, uh, you know, not a selfie way, <clears throat> but more in a way of, you know, what am I doing? What are the excuses that I'm making within my life? And why do I have so many noises going in the background? Um, that I can improve on. So you have to start with yourself first, number one. And <clears throat> part of this too, I think, is learning to like as you declutter um and you get rid of more more stuff and more content out of your life and you also start to evaluate relationships and that sort of thing um it becomes easier to understand to be able to actually listen to yourself and to start to learn how to trust yourself and know that the things that you want to do and, and trust in those things Whereas, you know, if you're looking externally, then, you know, for validation or approval for the things that, you know, you want to do, um, you can easily find excuses through somebody else just by bringing up whatever it is you want to do to somebody else, um, especially if it's considered extreme or not normal. And so, or you just have the general flow of like technology and social media, um, which is sort of giving you all of these ideas about what your life should be like and the decisions that you should make, even if it's not, um, even if it's not overt, it, it's like a undercurrent of information that it's giving you. So yeah, as you clear out of the clutter, you can kind of listen to the things that you want to do um, and then make decisions about those. Right, because the excuse is really just the difference between something that you want to do or know that you need to do, and the lack of decisiveness and the lack of action towards that goal. That's really all an excuse is. Right, it's like why? Well, this is, you know, because if it's something you don't want to do or you don't need to do, then who cares? But. You know, the worst stuff is like the stuff that you want to do and you're finding ways not to, um, to excuse away why you're not taking action. And so the reason that there's a, a gap there is because taking action can be difficult if you have pre-existing patterns of behavior or you have a certain level of comfort. But if you really like get down to listening to yourself and what you need, um, you kind of you, you kind of know what you need to do. If you once you eliminate the distractions or at least reduce the distractions to a point where you can really accurately assess um, what those things are that you want to do, that you want to accomplish, or that you need to accomplish. Um, and so that's that's just an active process. It's a part of part of it is trusting yourself. Like for myself, one of the big things that I wanted to do uh, recently was to live without a car. 
and you know if you talk to the to people about that if you live in a city not so big of a deal but if you're not in a city um if you talk to anybody about wanting to do that they'll give you a million excuses why you shouldn't and that's exactly what happened even if you live in like a sort of there's certain cities that are sort of spread out people will also tell you why that's a bad idea right um so when i finally did it when i finally sold the car i realized not just that that's what i wanted to do but i realized i've actually wanted to do this for a lot longer it wasn't actually just a new thing that i wanted to do it's something i actually wanted to do years ago and exactly that you know that that exact thing happened i talked to somebody about it they gave me plenty of excuses of why i shouldn't do it and ultimately i didn't do it and then i just kind of forgot about it for a long time and then you know i had a i had a nice car i enjoyed it so it was a uh, it's interesting once you start to listen to yourself and start to trust yourself and eliminate your own excuses that you might realize that some of these things that you have been waiting on doing have actually been things that you've been needing to or wanting to do for a very long time and then once you do them you can assess for yourself it's if it's a good idea or not take action and then if you need to adjust, adjust, right? Um, uh, an aside about, about the not life not having a car is quite interesting. So obviously I'm, I'm biking and I'm walking now every day, which I wasn't doing at all previously. So my typical day before was I would get up, I would go in my get in my car and then the first thing I would do is I would stop by I would get breakfast like out at a drive-thru you know Burger King uh, sausage egg and cheese oh it's two for four dollars or whatever it's cheaper if you get two than it is <laughs> getting one <laughs> you know so you get two of them and then you got these delicious hash browns and then of course you need a dipping sauce for the hash browns and then you get uh you know uh, soda or coffee whatever or let's say you get a orange juice and then sometimes after that stopping and grabbing coffee and then going to the office and then at lunchtime going out and grabbing wendy's you know, this amazing four for four deal where you can get like a junior bacon cheeseburger, one of the most, uh, one of the most amazing creations. Okay, that's like created in the lab. It's delicious. Um, fries, nuggets, and a drink, a soda for like less than five bucks. And if you're, you know, if if I was hungry for some reason then I would get like one of their signature burgers on top of that. Like it's, that was like my pattern. 
because of the convenience that the vehicle offered. That, that was the convenience. It's not that I needed to go a long distance on a daily basis. Right? And then I would be, you know, so now, and, and the other thing about that is vehicles, like not having a car, so the like car is kind of like having a cocoon. Because the only interactions that you're going to possibly have on the way to and from wherever you're going is if is the brief moments at like a drive-through where you're either talking to the drive-through person or you know giving them the payment and then they're, they're giving you your food or coffee or whatever and by the way like none of these there's nothing wrong with any of, the, any of these places burger king's great wendy's great you know starbucks dunkin donuts whatever you have tim hortons whatever all these places are there's nothing wrong with them they're great you know they're great like little snack treat type of thing i'm not saying anything negative about that um but the difference now between me walking and riding my bike so especially if i walk if i'm walking what there's a few things that are just interesting about it for one i'm getting exercise so i'm getting exercise just because I need to get from one place to the other. And I'm just doing it myself. And then there's fresh air in nature. So you're noticing like the trees, the fresh air. You're actually getting sun, which is another thing that is actually healthy for people. Or just actually healthy in general. And then what is also interesting is how much human interaction that you actually will have. Even in like a the span of like a mile, right? There's pe- you'll see people. Hey, how's it going? Good, right? Um, there was like uh, yesterday. There was a kid that just like pops out of their porch and is like, "Good morning." I look around like, "Who the heck are you talking to?" Because <laughs> I'm not used to having you know. He's just being in my house or in my cocoon car. So it's like, oh, good morning. Cool. You know? And so, like, just yesterday alone, there was, like, at least four of those type of interactions. So there's, like, instead of this cocoon thing, there's, like, a almost like a potential opportunity for community. Just by eliminating something that's a convenience. So... It's quite interesting. So once I finally eliminated all the excuses that I had to, to selling the vehicle, I did it. And now I'm in the evaluation stage. It's like, how is this working out? I don't have to do this forever, but I, it's important for me to do it now. And so then I can see like, okay, well, like for me, I know I needed like, so it's like a huge swing. So instead of intaking a thousand calories or 2000 plus calories, depending on if I got like breakfast and lunch and what I got for those things. Right. And also like the amount of sugar and salt intake and those two meals. That's huge from going to having that to now I'll I'll prep a healthy breakfast, which is, I should make another podcast about because it took me forever to figure out like what would I would do for cereal. Like, what's an actual healthy cereal? 
I couldn't find any, like research after research after research. Um, and uh, so I ended up just making my own. Um, hint, it's like based with steel cutouts. So um, anyway, so I have that healthy breakfast without added sugar. Um, I do use um, like a low calorie, it's like a almond milk. So I believe there's a little bit of sugar in there, but nothing like coffee and breakfast sandwiches and breakfast, you know, fast food, like nothing like that. And the other thing is I, I noticed is like, I, all this is entertainment. I'm not a health professional. I think just my experience. What I've noticed for myself is that if you eat sugar for one meal, you'll crave salt, something salty. And if you eat salt, something salty, then you crave sugar. It's like a, so if you, so what, what you eat in the morning will affect what you're craving for lunch and what you eat for lunch will affect what you crave for dinner. For me, that's what I noticed. So it's like, if I, if I eat a healthy breakfast, there's a much more likelihood I'm going to eat something healthy later for my next meal or the opposite. If I have something sugary for in the morning, there's a much higher likelihood I'm going to crave something salty for dinner. Or in my next meal. So, anyway, evaluating the thing. There's all these positives, right? I suppose you could say there's some negatives, but I don't see any negatives. But from walking and riding my bike, I see none. You know, it's a little maybe socially awkward because most people don't choose to do that in a smaller town. So there's some social stigma, I believe, that is attached to it. But otherwise. It's been a phenomenal decision, um, you know, and, and so, and also like on the way there, uh, you know, to and from while I'm getting exercise, I'm also listening to an audiobook or a podcast and, um, or some, you know, like some occasions I just don't listen to anything and I just let my thoughts sort of flow, which is also a thing that. If you're bombarded with technology all the time, it's just like a thing you don't have a lot of chance to do, except for like the moments between when you finally get tired enough to put your phone down and you go to sleep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's crazy that we have sort of, you know, we're in this environment. But um, the other part of excuses, the second part is... First, you recognize your own first before you start, you know, doing anything. And then also, I think that there's something about when you eliminate your own excuses, you start to value yourself more, right? When you start start to get a little more particular about like what you're, and I, I don't want to say this like in the wrong way because some people can take this the wrong way of uh, like overvaluing themselves or like focusing on their ego. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about recognizing excuses in yourself will make it easier to recognize excuses that others are making. And when others are making excuses that affect you, you will also have less, or, you know, I have, uh, I also have less tolerance for that, Right. 
because I don't, you know, it's hard to have relationships with someone who makes excuses, right? There's like the fact that we have to go through and evaluate like our own excuses first and that most people don't do that. Um, it's like you're building the, the skill that a lot of people are like lacking because they just haven't had anybody to check them on their excuses and they haven't looked at themselves for it. So when you, re you recognize them in yourself, you recognize them more in others and you have less tolerance for that. You can, you can, you know, point it out to that person if you like or, or not. And sometimes uh, when you point out other people's excuses, they don't like that. And it might result in also like minimizing some more of your relationships. And, um, you know, that's if you know what you want and what's important to you, um, And this is a part of like, I'm talking about me a lot in this particular circumstance. And what I don't want is for people to sort of minimize relationships when they don't need to. I'm talking about, it's a, it's a tolerance thing. It's like. This is why you have to start with yourself before anything else, before anything else. And, the, and really, like in the second step of like recognizing excuses in others, don't assume you're like expert level at your own excuses yet, right? It's a muscle, you build it, you, can be, you have to keep focusing on it. So maybe a better way to look at it is you, you get better at recognizing excuses in others, but that... But what you probably should do at that point is like look harder at yourself also to see, okay, is there any other excuses left that I'm making? Because the it could be the reason that there's like a conflict in some relationship is because there's actually still an excuse that you are holding on to that's affecting the interaction on like a subconscious level. And um but also, you know, sometimes you gotta, you have to you decide what to do uh, in evaluating those things. Like I'm, the reason I hesitate in this is like, I'm a big believer in like family. I think that that's a thing that we're supposed to be doing. Um, and I see a lot of folks that are like not uh, coupling or getting married um, and there's like, you could, well, I guess it's like an excuse thing, right? So I'm uh, making this way too complicated. Um, this is where I really, <laughs> I think like to take this podcast to the next level, um, it would be really great to have like a second person to kind of go back and forth about some of this stuff, just to clarify some of these things. Um, so, you know, for the people who listen, I do appreciate it and, um, you know, this has been a chance for me to sort of ramble less, get my point out more. And it's something I'm still learning very much uh, on how to do. Um, and in a case like this, where I'm talking about excuses, it's like, I don't, um, you can, I guess you could confuse an excuse, like for a reason to 
cut off relationship you know like so i guess you have to know the difference like is it really an excuse or is it really like the, a good solid reason to let go of it and there's a there's a lot of it's a huge thing to unpack there which we're not going to do right now so uh, i guess just focus on yourself <laughs> okay uh, i do think you will get better at recognizing excuses and others and you have to evaluate whether or not like their excuses are um going to positively or negatively affect your life in a way that's going to take you off track or not. Right? Like if you're living an excuseless life, then there's going to be people who are drawn to that. And there's also going to be people that are ultimately repelled by that. And so this is what I'm ultimately like trying to say, um, you know, do your best to live at your, your best um, and do your best to, to recognize your own excuses go through like with the car you know there was a lot of excuses I had about it the, the thing that allowed me to do it was the last reason I was holding on to it was for groceries I was like well you know I need at least to go to the grocery store but now I can do it with an app where I can just order groceries I click a button, person shops for groceries, chats if there's any replacements or not, and then delivers them. So like even bringing up yesterday, that time for me to walk instead of driving my car, I literally, so through the week, um, I'll add items to my grocery list on this app. As I think about them, usually it's pretty quick because I'm just I'm trying to keep that simple as well. So I'm ordering the same things and not choosing too much variety. Um, and then, so yesterday, before I start my walk, I open up my phone, I evaluate my grocery list, think about if I'm missing anything, right? Add any existing items if necessary, and I click checkout. So by the time I walk back, like by the time I get home, the grocery stuff is not even something I need to do. I don't need to go like, like that amount of time that I used to have to go and go to the grocery store and go to grab the cart and go down the aisles and everything like that's gone. I, so even if it took me longer to walk home than it would have taken to drive home, I've still saved a ton of time by walking because I've eliminated the need to go to the grocery store, which is another like drive to the grocery store and that whole process, drive back, you know, and of course you go there and then <laughs> maybe you stop at Starbucks on the way there or way back or whatever. Um, so it's interesting, you know, for me, again, depends on what your goals are. You know, I'm not telling people to sell their car. I'm just saying it was a goal for me. I had excuses. I finally looked at like, I guess I listed out the, what, what the excuses were and tried to tackle them one by one, you know, and that last one was a pretty legitimate one. I think if, um, if it wasn't for that, 
um, if I didn't have the ability to do like an app ordering groceries, then I, I would have just had to plan a little bit more on that front, you know, in also trying to be independent. So, you know, it, it may have had to be in like a, I don't know how else it was done, a cab ride or something, but then I would have had to just order like much more bulk so that I wouldn't have to do it as often. Right. But, uh, or you just sacrifice certain items, you know, because you can order most things online these days anyways. So it's kind of like your milks and some more of your perishable stuff. That's like going to be more difficult. So anyways, um, excuses, excuses, excuses. Um, and then once I eliminated that final excuse, I recognized like, well, like, Man, this is something I should I wanted to do for so long. And I should have done it a long time ago. There's no reason why I shouldn't have done it years ago. Um, but I think, but again, like if you're looking externally for validation from others, or from, or for like reassurance that you're doing the right thing from other people, that can throw you off track so fast. And it's the people that are closest to you that are going to throw you off the worst. Um, unfortunately, it seems to be how it is. Like, you know, friends, family, well-intentioned people will tell you why whatever you want to do, whatever your goal is, is not necessarily the best thing. Maybe you have some really good friends around you that are supportive, but instead of people, like if you're telling people your goals, instead of them saying, oh, that's really interesting. Like what makes you want to do that? And then you tell them and you expand on it. And you go, oh, okay, that's really interesting. Cool. You know, but then if you're still pro, that's if they're like amazing at responding, which most people are not. And most people are going to like start with like, well, why do you want to do that? But if they're assuming they're amazing at it and they give you the right response, which is like, oh, cool. Well, or, or just like, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. I'm really just, them just being curious about like what your thought process is. If you're at a place where you're looking for external validation, you're going to follow up with a question after that. You're going to go, oh, well, what do you think? Do you think I should do it? Don't ask people that. Don't ask people, should you do something? The only reason you're doing that is so that you can have a potential excuse of not doing it. So they go, because they might say, well, I don't know, you know, again, if they're responding like amazingly, they might say, well, you know, I... For me personally, you know, I, I would not because I need a car for this and that. I'm just using that as an example, right? And, or they might say, so, well, like, I, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't really think it's a good idea. I think it's kind of crazy. I think you should, you know, I think you should have a car. You just keep the car and bike or whatever, you know? Um, but you know, most of are just going to tell you that right off the front, you know? So if it's if you're probing them for more and more information, like careful with that. Careful for with with looking for excuses and seeking validation because they're so used to doing that. All right, focus on what you want to do. Focus on your own excuses that are stopping you from getting to where you want to get. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with. Um, 
maybe sort of like a neediness of, of, of like looking for approval. Like it's like a, an approval seeking kind of a thing. It's like, uh, where, I don't know, a lot of people fall into that. And, uh, you know, I guess I've been in that frame for a long time. Worrying about other people's happiness, you know, worrying about um, what other people think about things. And now I guess I'm just having that less and less because it's the the less that I have, the more I declutter, the more I just don't have time for nonsense. You know, I I, I just, and I, I think for me personally, I'm just at a stage at this point where like I despise other people's excuses. You know, and there's a difference between telling the truth and making an excuse, right? Like, truth might be like, I'm not interested in doing that. Or this is outside of my skill level or expertise versus, um, oh, I just didn't have, you know, I didn't have time to get to that. Oh, yeah, you know, like whatever, like little excuses. And maybe this is part of like just my, my also like, um, growing experience in business is I, I recognize like a lot of people like when they don't want to do something they will make excuses for it and I, I used to take those excuses at face value like whatever their excuse was I would just be like I would just respond to that as if their excuse was truth now I have I, I recognize a lot of time like sometimes the, the excuse could be legitimate right someone like like if somebody's not feeling well or they're sick or something like that like you know health's the number one thing go take care of that but is it you know but like is it as an excuse or is it the truth there's a difference there is a difference and um a lot of times when people don't want to do something you know they just they find reasons to like sort of sabotage the thing from happening they want to make a plan or commit to a time or, you know, they um, bail out last minute or they say they're going to do something, but they don't get around to it or whatever that is. And so um, that's just my sensitivity increasing about that and and me just becoming less and less tolerant of of those type of things because I don't want to make anybody do something that they don't want to do at all. That's the, no. Um so, and, and, you know, and people, I guess, are just not necessarily good at communicating some of those things. Again, the fact that I'm having this whole first part of the, the thing is like, well, if you're not recognizing your own, own excuses, you have to, there's some level of tolerance you have to have for others as they, if they don't know how to do it either, right? Like, just because you're learning how to do it better doesn't mean, like, all of a sudden you're better than anybody. It's more of just um it's good the more you can eliminate the excuses for yourself and that you can recognize it more in others. But it doesn't mean you have to be harsh towards other people. It's just you have to recognize it. And that can help you maybe just clarify with people. So if they're making excuses like, and you're recognizing, like, I think this person is making an excuse, then you can, you can clarify. You can try to clarify with them. They might get defensive about it, um, and, but that's also like telling to like whether or not this is real or this is an excuse. So 
Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Hope this was interesting. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening.